our suits and clothing, and America is so much into appearance and uh, possessions. You, you're looking, go to a store, and you're looking in the wrong department. You're looking for glamour and finances, and you don't necessarily line up with two relationships. You're looking for a relationship, and you don't find it in bed. Mm-hmm. That's that's an excuse. That's really profound, John. That is. You don't find that in bed. In fact, it, it takes away from it. Seniors to seniors. Whether a senior in college or senior in your mature years, the common denominators of every stage of life is explored as host Robert J. LaCosta interviews seniors about how they got to where they are and how they are continuing to crush it in their mature years. LaCosta is known as the senior editor because he has interviewed seniors for the past three decades and is perhaps the longest running writer in this narrowest of niches. This podcast affords him the opportunity to pass along the same sagely wisdom that he has received from elders and has admired during his 30s, 40s, 50s, and now. LaCosta is a board-certified hearing instrument specialist who has helped over 10,000 seniors overcome hearing impairment. He draws deeply from the intimacy and privilege of those relationships. And now... It's time for The Age Sage. So let's skip over to the newest uh, venture, I would say. You have just a heart for uh, women who are raising kids alone. And, And that is, we mentioned earlier the breakdown kind of of the family. And you just have somehow grappled with that. How did you go there? How did you go there as an octogenarian? Okay. I'm, I'm doing, I did different things in a while. I'm going to have a dinner at the Y and we're going to invite people to tell us, to tell our story about what the YMCA does. Okay. Because people going in and out the door, they, they win and back out an hour later, you know, it's back and forth. They really don't know what this place is other than self-satisfaction. Wonderful. And we, we go with that. So I'm developing a, a program where I want to bring them in, have a dinner, and I tell them really what's going on in the YMCA and what we can do. Almost like an informational meeting, but one that takes it to a different level. That's it. So I'm meeting with uh, different uh, executives, and we're at a meeting at the Gildan YMCA, 9 o'clock. I'm there in the 4 or 5 there. And we're waiting upon the executive of fundraising. And I'm waiting, waiting for 20 minutes later. This is a true story. She walks in, flustered, very out of sorts, professional woman. I mean, and she says, I'm late because my child, I had to take care of my child. It was like, I, you, I cannot. Revelation. Revelation. I cannot it come out of nowhere. All of a sudden, I said, what? And it wouldn't leave me. I said, here's this woman equipped to do whatever she could do, and she's saying because she's by herself, she doesn't. So the next week, we have a meeting. She's there, and I, I attach myself to her. I said, I mean, I really, I said, Nick, you really, she turns out she's a Christian woman. I didn't, and we got going. And she says, John, I goes, what? She goes, I do it because I love my child. 
And but I've heard so many stories about men not doing fulfilling responsibilities because of work. Because of work, the men doesn't respond. They they escape family life, so to speak. I shouldn't say escape unwillingly. They their their world has nothing to do with that. Great excuse. They 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 leave it to the woman to do. In this woman, when 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 it was just one working could do it, but now we have the woman doing it and working, and the guy working. Now all of a sudden we got conflict, and I'm seeing all this happening, and I'm saying, so. I'm being led. I'm saying, what? What is this? It's it's repetitive. It keeps coming to your conscience. Like I I got to do something about this. I I got to do something about it. You couldn't. It it wouldn't let you go. It wouldn't let me go. So I, I, I tell Pat. I say, Pat, I got. He goes, that's a a billion dollar idea. I goes, what? I goes, what I wanted to do is I wanted to the world to know the world to the people to know. Give give honor and credit to this woman because the when you mention a single woman, it's a connotation like well maybe she wasn't married, maybe uh, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. it's her fault, you know it's her fault. It's got that ring to it. I said that's not what I'm reading. I'm reading that these women are raising their families by themselves, and no one in the world seems to recognize and honor that. I want something to show that when you see this thing that this woman is recognized as who she is. So I come up with a, a, a symbol that she could wear, a ring, because one ring comes off, the other ring goes on. That was one of the things. That when you saw this ring, you would smile and say, thank you. I mean, there has to be a connection for the human beings to see a woman going through what they're going through, and I'm seeing one right across the street. What they're going through, they get up in the morning, they, they do the bills, they do the income, they do everything, Okay. That, I goes, we have to tell. But I don't want to make any money. But I goes, if I make any money in this, it's going to bother me. It's got to be a non-profit. So I talked, I talked, we went down to a Jew, and he says, yeah. I goes, but but when I say that, you know, they say, well, you don't want to make money. Okay, but anyway, we won't go too much into that. But I, I can't make any money in this. It's that precious to me. It's more important that she's recognized in the world. I mean, I'm, I listen to like Deion Sanders and athletes. They're saying exactly what I'm saying about the mother. Meantime, I'm taking a path. I'm talking to people. And all of a sudden, I'm finding out that well, there's a lot of guys I know who come from a single mother, from a, a, a mom-only household. And they rave about her. One guy was on a food truck with me. He goes, my mother, three sons. We lived in a trailer. My mother worked two jobs. We're all successful. Another guy. Uh, a black guy. His mother, four sons, all college. She was a bus driver in Rochester. I'm telling you, there's, there's, uh, the guy was thinking, there's more stories of people coming from mom-only households with successful, and they love this woman. So well, the next thing is, well, she would, they, they would celebrate. They would wear something. The guys would wear a necklace. The girls would wear a necklace. The mother would wear a ring. So this whole thing has developed that, hey, this is a good way for me to get this foundation. Now we're going to go to a foundation, Doris Bar Foundation. Mm-hmm. All the money, the percentage goes, I don't, I don't get nothing, but we have sure. a board, bop, bop, and everything goes. Now we go back to my first statement. How do you help without spoiling? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How do you do something? Because that's the challenge I got right now, that's is how do, you, how do you help without hurting? Okay? Because we Human beings you tend can, you tend, can cripple somebody. That's it. The human beings tend to take and uh, forget about it. So I have to chase that. Now we're we finding existing organizations, having diligent people work and understand that maybe 
just networking mothers so they can help each other, babysit. Mm-hmm. Maybe that. Maybe uh, the. The, the boys and girls, the students can have a membership somewhere. Maybe mm-hmm. you know, something, a membership at the YMCA so they would have a place to go and grow and have the mother be, meet different ones. That we have, But certainly it's not just throwing money at something and saying I'm doing a good thing. No, it, it's going to be, has to be far deeper, deeper than that. And has to be, has to be blessed. And where, where you're at right now is you're just forming the nonprofit? Right now, I went for a patent. But didn't get a patent mm-hmm. because of the uh, infinity heart message. Oh, oh. Uh, but that was a little bit different. So I, I was just I just reapplied Monday, uh, yeah. Friday. Yeah. So I got two two uh, two applications in for copyright that I have to have that before I do anything because mm-hmm. I don't want to lose it. Yeah. So um, I'm in the process of getting that done. When that's done, then I'm going to um, be interviewed by publicity. Yep. And I'm trusting. I'm I'm trusting here. Yeah, uh, I'm let me not in a hurry. let me let me ask you this. I, I'd like to kind of. Well, are there any other things that you? you it sounds like you're involved I, I, in enough. <laughs> I did that. I did that. Uh, I did. Is this. that a patent? That's a patent. Oh, okay. And what are we looking at? That you put this, hang this on the wall. Mm-hmm. You put your hair dryer here, your curling iron here, and something else here, that, and the plugs go in here. Oh, cool. And you hang on the wall. That's really cool. And I, uh, the, uh, now, um, so uh, if someone's uh, I'm going to uh, ask you a two-fold question. We'll take one at a time. The first question is for young people. If there's a s- single person, and I, I, don't, I hate to be beating this drum, but I've been told by a lot of young women that there are no good men out there. That's why they're not getting married. So I would like you to address young women um, as, as a father figure, as a patriarch kind of guy. Mm. And I would like you to address young men because uh, you can hear that from a man, too, that there's no good young women out there. Now, in the old days, that just wasn't true. You go to a dance, you fall in love, and everybody's married. You know, that's just not happening, John. People aren't necessarily getting married. They're not even, you know, even people who are living together, the commitment's not there. So if you could uh, address the young girl who's maybe 20s, 30s, whatever, who's, you know, saying, gee, it's kind of tough to find a good guy. Uh, By the way, educational system has influence this whole thing because people are so interested in careers that uh, to get uh, tied down to a relationship could maybe interfere with the career so that that's complicating things and then i want you to address the young men and then we're going to skip over to the seniors okay the women um the uh a young woman young young woman i i uh, i think you're better off being by yourself than being with someone who's gonna make you unhappy so i would i would take that approach then something good will happen. I mean, once you get that out of the way. Don't settle. Like, don't settle for something. Why don't you start could, a campaign, don't settle? Because I think go. a lot of young women do. Don't settle. Because you, if that's the f- step in the wrong direction. Because you figure this is better than nothing. But they're lonely. They're working hard. They're going to work. They're going to school, college. They're working on a master's, advanced degree, PhD, whatever. Yep. And they're lonely. And they just they just want to be with a guy. Okay. Yeah, that that that's that's pretty much what today is, and it's based on uh, well, they're lacking a lot that they don't know they're lacking. A women are lacking a lot because of false teachings, because of uh, being. Uh, I will go to religion. Religion is being something that's mentioned uh, as something bad. It's but, being bashed. Oh, absolutely, because it's uh, 
Somebody, so if somebody was to say to him, don't settle and, and maybe not even don't even have sex, wait till you get married, that would be like ridiculous teaching. Well, that, today. That, that would be foolish, of course, as we know is wise. But um, nature being what it is, I think a woman, they, they know, suits and clothing and America is so much into appearance and, and uh, possessions. And you fall, you, you, you send them, you, you're looking and you go to a store and you're looking in the wrong department. You're looking for glamour and finances and you don't necessarily line up with two relationships you're looking for a relationship forget about you're looking for a relationship and you don't find it in bed Mm-hmm. That's that's an excuse. That's really profound, John. That is. You don't find that in bed. You, in fact, it, it takes away from it. it but it's you, so, you, it's, you, it's, into, you 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 went into an intimate situation and you spoil the results. Actually, I can see that clearly. That you you would destroy anything good by by forcing yourself. So into if you were like talking, you're, you're talking through the airwaves now. But uh, you know, somebody's listening to a podcast and they're saying, John, you just don't understand. But you're basically saying, as a dad, yeah, I do. But, and, and it's a tough lesson, I but care. I, I want to give you the lesson. I care, and I want to give you the lesson anyway, even if you know, it's not a lesson yeah, you want to hear. Now, what about a guy? What about a young guy? You know, he, he, he's, the reason, he's, he's the reason why girls can't find a good he's guy. What's, what's going on with him? He's been crippled. Yeah. He's been crippled by uh, nonsense. He's been spoiled. He's been spoiled. He's been spoiled by his parents for the most part. It's a male-dominated family. So he, he has to overcome a lot. A guy has to come over a lot to, to arrive at a relationship with a woman and be responsible. I mean, he has to overcome a lot. He has to overcome himself he, because he's become something that is, is Almost emasculated. No, no, I mean, he's, his, his thing will be, uh, I'll get married and she'll, blah, blah, and she'll do that and she'll do that and I'll be, there's no change in my life. In fact, my life will get better. I mean, it's a selfish thought. So selfishness, is is a really very destructive. It's it's at the core of, of the problem that we're talking about. Young people actually committing to marriage, and here we are. Uh, you know, you and I would advocate for children, but they're, they're not even at the point where they're advocating for a, a committed relationship. So how can you have kids? We got plastic instead of money. Yeah. We don't need money anymore. We could buy. We can go to a store and use plastic. Suffer the consequences, maybe, but pl- plastic is an issue. So, so, know, so there's no value in plastic. But so th- there's plastic. a value to the uh, retailer, but there's no value to the to, to consumer. Uh, I think a realignment. That's that realignment. That how do you get there? Uh, it won't be an easy trip for them to correct. Uh, there's not going to be an easy. Uh, but I think simplicity is almost s- like a realignment of values. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Yes, yeah. There's no value. I mean, there's no self-satisfaction in feeding kids if, unless you have love. I mean, to them, it's a chore. I mean, you see it, Debbie. You, you, I, what's his voice? Over fifty percent. There's more. There's more um, uh, of these people walking on you than than ever. Mm-hmm. I don't know the percentage, but I, I I see it so often. Well, now we're into two or three generations of divorce. Yes. So now we have step step grand grandparent step aunt step. Whatever, step great grandparent. I've been through this two times. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta, I want to spin, I want to spin this as we kind of wrap up here, John, toward the seniors because we, all right, we're we're kind of saying that the young people have been sold a bill of goods, um, and again, whether they want to hear that or not, you're you're, um, you know, you're in your eighties. You have every right to, uh, you know, That's speak nice. from a uh, a bully pulpit of wisdom. But let's get to seniors. Guys 50, 60, women's 60, 70, just retired, just about to be retired. 
And they've been told that, you know, um, you, you got to get on that next cruise. You, you got to get the house down the beach or the mountain house, right? The camp, whatever. Uh, you, you've got to um, have a magnet house so that your grandkids come over. Um, you've got to have um, all sorts of um, uh, uh, goodies, uh, you know, the RV. Uh, you've got to belong to a golf course or at least be a snowbird if you're up in the north and go to the south. Uh, um, what? That's what seniors have been being told. Just like we're talking with the young people, they're being told you can have sex without marriage. You can have a a, a, a career, and um, you, you don't have to be loyal. It, it's just it's, it sounds like the seniors are being sold everything that the young people are being sold. The, the seniors are covering up for it. They they the seniors are covering uh, dancing to the wrong song. They. If materialism has has a curse to it, if you think you can be satisfied totally by being materially satisfied, you'll never be happy. And I think all of what you just mentioned, we can have this, we have that, as selling materialism as being your answer. We're teaching that. When you do that to a child, that nice house, the beach, and so everything is materially satisfied. That's we answer our problems by being by materially being satisfied, possessions being it, and we in this possession thinking, seniors that we will solve our problems by materialism or by possessions. It turns out to be false. The bars are full of them. Uh, the the, the, <laughs> the wine, bars are full of seniors. The, of course. Oh, you, do you, have you been out? Uh, well, I, I, I will say this: I've seen a few. I've seen a few bars on cruises. Oh. There's a lot of seniors oh. at those bars. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, saying yeah, that the, the, having wine, a beer wine, is bad, wine, but <laughs> wine is the senior drink, and the wine is is, is the biggest big, you know, the number one alcohol beverage is wine, and that's a senior drink. And I think that's done uh, as an escape. If a if a if a senior has that again, you know, travel or you know, maybe having a second home, it's not the end of the world. It's just that the the more that the that the senior has, um, I mean, if you've got five or six dates on the golf course in one week, you're, you're not really going to have time for the YMCA board of directors. I, 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 I just think of a senior I know right now, and I think um, the detachment of family has caused what you see. The, the boys, his boys live in Colorado. Mm-hmm. He lives here, and he, he just went to Greece. And he's gone to, I mean, he's affluent. Mm-hmm. And he has many destinations, but nothing to do with those two boys in Colorado. Mm-hmm. They don't live together. They don't live near each other. So uh, a factor that's happened in this country, which I saw way back, is that when you get a job in Chicago and your family's in New York, mm-hmm. there's a consequence to that. Yeah. In, in, in human relations. We're mm-hmm. talking human rela- relations. Have Can we outgrow the need for human relations among ourselves and let materialism and possessions satisfy ourselves? Or are we still going to be... Uh, child dependent. I mean, that's uh, my wife and I were down in the Carolinas or something, and we met somebody who had a shop, and it was a nice shop. You know, yeah. trinkets. I don't know what it was, but at any rate, she was saying she left her uh, three grandchildren back in New Jersey to move to the Carolinas. She got better white, uh, weather. It was a cute little town. Shops. Yeah. She got to do, have her dream of having a shop owner. And I was like thinking as I'm listening to that lady, I was I, I didn't. Condemn her or no. say it to her face, but I was saying, you trade it your grandkids for a shop. Yes, self fulfillment. 
for a dream. Self fulfillment. They call it self fulfillment, and and it's, it's a short. It's a short. It's a short path. There's no doubt. I mean, you, there's all kinds of effort. You know, solutions, temporary solutions. We can do this. We can, you know, for three weeks. We could. We have all kinds of temporary solutions. But the price of those solutions are taking yourself away from your family. The, the children live somewhere else. I mean, it's common that the children live five states away. They have their own life. You have your own life. So there's a very detachment in this country, very detached from families breaking up, so to speak, and moving to different parts for professional reasons and for... And there, listen, there's the opposite, where the grandparents are have become the parents because of this second or third uh, generation of divorce. That's it. And I understand that, and we want to honor them, almost like your, your foundation, mom-only household. But if the grandchildren are not experiencing the wisdom of the skipped generation, the grandparents or great-grandparents, they're missing out on a different era that even their parents don't have because the parents didn't live through it. I, I still see people, obviously, in my field, live through the Great Depression. As a boomer, I did not. I lived in the no. post-World War II boom. So if you're missing a generation back, you could be missing out on a very critical uh, wisdom-oriented um, memory bank. The, the, the nurturing of a grandparent to a uh, grandson or granddaughter is special. It doesn't. That's, it has. There is experiences involved, but I believe in the moment, in the, in the moment of, of making decisions, a moment of doing something. That that texture of age has a lot. It don't have to be. I went through four wars to do it. It can be something that here's another way of loving someone. They're receiving love from a different from a different part. It's golden. That that's that's it. They're special, so they can say, talk to me. Not necessarily post, but they can come to me and share things that they wouldn't do in past. Not because there's an issue; it's just a matter of there's a different avenue to gain what you need. And I think it's a big asset for a grand for a grandchild to be able to talk to a grandparent about an issue and give an honest answer without having any kind of an agenda to cover it. And I think that's that's there's valuable. also a, a spiritual and. Uh, physical uh, issue here and that that is genetics i mean yeah. uh I, as i look at my grandkids there there's a little bit of me in them that's right and i understand things about them that they probably don't think i do oh, you the, know they 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 never they don't know you were 19 once yeah, yeah they don't know that they don't know the 19 year old robert yeah yeah but yeah. But the 19-year-old Robert will show himself without saying that yeah. in his thoughts. Yeah. And, uh, well, a, a friend of mine just mentioned a Leonard Cohen, who's a, a great songwriter, and he has a music video of a young girl and a young guy dancing. And then he takes them through, uh, they change, and they're middle age. And then at the end of the video, I imagine, I haven't seen it yet, but I imagine that they're an old couple oh, dancing at, at their 90th right. birthday. Right. And I, I think... Um, if if the, if this um, podcast and some of the things we're doing could get young people to visualize um, the wisdom that you have, that is kind of like I grew up in the '60s and '70s, what they called countercultural stuff. Uh -huh. What you're talking about, John, as an octogenarian, 
is countercultural <laughs> yeah. to the young people. That's, they they think they're countercultural because they, they got a nose ring or purple hair. Uh, You're the counterculturalist. Right. They're the ones yeah. that are just fitting in. That's, that's, <laughs> so yeah, that's, I would I would really challenge my young listeners and I would challenge seniors just to be aware of some of the things that you've talked about. That work is love. That it's not a result of getting kicked out of the Garden of Eden, and it's a curse. There is there is tough work. There is sometimes a bad career. There's, there are jobs that you don't necessarily like, and I've been through a few of them. And I'm not trying to say to the listener who's stuck in something that might be, it could even be unhealthy career or unhealthy um, job or physically unhealthy or just mentally or, or abusive or whatever. I'm not saying that those things don't happen in work. But the concept of trying to get out of work and into this new generation of uh, a, a dystopia, utopian thing where you don't have to work, you don't have to care for things because, you know, let somebody else do it. Or, you know, uh, my wife has a wonderful saying, it's it's either it's either time or money. You, right. you, you, you got to pay the piper. <laughs> yeah, right. Very difficult to have them both at the same time. You yeah. have time and money at the same time is is is, is well. Seniors, you, seniors usually do. That's right. Seniors, That's have, uh, my my mantra is time, money, and experience. Seniors have that usually. Sometimes not money, but they usually have time and and experience. Mm. And a lot of times they have all three. A thirty year old would kill for that. So if you want to. Uh, look for that kitchen table. Uh, come to the age sage, and here we are. Nice, nice. It's uh, it's 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 uh, only fitting that we're sitting at a kitchen table. We're kidding, I love it. <laughs> I love a kitchen table. One, and, and finishing up on you mentioned uh, the solutions that people are thinking: uh, no work, all play, uh, all that thinking. Uh, how do you how do you how do you correct that? How do you correct something from thinking that? They found it, and it's going to be that way. And you know, full head, that what they're, talk, they're talking about is not going to work. It can't work. It, it, this, I once, this, I once this, had a, I once had it. This is a, going from the micro to the macro, and macro to micro. Okay, but I once had a class. Uh, it was probably sociology or something that uh, reflected upon the um, uh, uh, culture's economic uh, reasons for being. So, say Ireland. There we go. Ireland does have a, a, a good workforce and stuff, but you know what one of Ireland's best economies is? Tourism. Tourism. I come from an Italian background. You know what Italy's? Tourism. It all roads lead to Rome, only on an airplane, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, on a tourist bus. It's not a knock on Italy or Ireland, but it, it's said that the lowest form, like the dogs, uh, the earth, you know, it's said that the lowest form of economy is tourism. In other words, it gets to a point where it's almost like prostitution. You sell yourself. You sell Italy. You sell the museums. You sell that beautiful Irish coastline. You sell the Amalfi Coast in Italy. You sell yourself, your body, right. because you got nothing else to give. But, but just think of it. You, you, you Italy can be your kitchen table. What you're looking for in Italy is at your kitchen table. Yeah, it's it's right there. I mean, it's, yeah. it's right there. It's my not... wife, my wife's, my wife likes to quote Dorothy. There's no place like home. Oh, amen. There's no place like the find kitchen that. table. Find that. Find that. And, and, and you find that. But it, it just it just goes to show you that here we are talking about the all work no play, 
cultures have fallen into that. If America, look at America. Some of the political landscape is about bringing business back to America to get America working so that we're not just um, computer savvy or selling a golf course or the latest wine bar. That's all fun. <laughs> you know? Most of my work was family oriented. I mean, when I say work, I wasn't away from the house. I mean, I wasn't. All this work I'm talking about, this love, I mean, it's a, it was all part of my family life. It's all part of the, my, my existence. It wasn't someplace else. I wasn't, well, I, I gave that up. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I couldn't. Yeah, you weren't I, looking to get out of work. No, 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 no. But and, and my family never sacrificed as a result of it. And, and there's nothing wrong with fun. No, no. Fun, uh, fun, uh, is, fun is part uh, of life. Fun, you, man, you mentioned uh, Thanksgiving. What's, what's at Thanksgiving? Fun. Fun and food. <laughs> so I, I want to just caution people from thinking, oh, God, this guy's old and he just doesn't know what fun is. You, you know what's fun. <laughs> oh, I've, I've yeah. seen you, you dance see, for- you see me, right? I saw you dance for two hours at a wedding. You know what fun I is. I know what fun is. And you got some uh, kids. Absolutely. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Grandkids, yeah, yeah. they're all having fun. You get to go to graduations. No. There's a lot of um, beautiful, beautiful life ahead of our young listeners if they give themselves over to others, they will have a grandchild's graduation maybe 50 years hence. Absolutely. And there will be nothing like the sparkle and, in the eyes. And that's a fact. That's not a problem. I mean, that's a fact. If they and live that way, that's what they'll have It's not end. just about buying a brownstone, no, no, no. A brownstone not, or having a little place that you don't have to cut the lawn and just walk your dog and go have a coffee bar. That's not life. And remember when I said about money, uh, universities and colleges are money-based. Ah, all right, so there okay. we sh- we circled around from <laughs> yeah. that earlier thing. Is who's telling the story? That's it. You said the guy who has the most money to make. The is guy the who's one making the money is the guy who's talking, He's and that's the- everyone, including professors. So there you go. There's, so the narrative, whoever controls the narrative, begins to control philosophy. That's it. And then that that controls uh, erroneous uh, concepts of uh, of how to live out your life. Yeah. That's that's very profound, John. Yes. Yes. Well, we've been talking to John Barr. He lives in upstate New York, not too far from the capital city of Albany, which is about three and a half, four hours south of Montreal and two plus hours from downtown Manhattan. So if you're from another country listening or you're from America and you don't know where upstate New York is, we live in a beautiful, beautiful area. And John and Doris have discovered some of the beauty that's just inherent to upstate in um, home life here in upstate. Congratulations Thank you. on choosing some great things. This is Robert LaCosta with another uh, version of the Age Sage. And that wraps up our three-part series with guest John Barr. So thank you so much for tuning in to this series right here on The Age Sage. For more episodes, visit any major podcast platform. It's The Age Sage with your host and the senior editor, Robert J. LaCosta.